This is your captain speaking. Welcome to Max Wrestling episode 395. Along with the reigning Max Wrestling television champion, Moses Marquez. Top of the morning, 395. We are five away from 400. God damn, it's coming quick. The big four double O. You know, there's one thing I'm looking forward to the most about the 400th episode. Oh. Uh, when we did the 300th episode, we got a bunch of former guests and stuff to uh, send us some videos. God love him. Ever Money McCabe did one. Um, and he celebrated our 400th episode for the 300th. So I'm going to use that video again because now Beautiful. it is 400. <laughs> Beautiful. He, he planned ahead. He did. He planned he, he ahead. He planned ahead. He saw the future. He knew we were going to get to 400. He saw the future. <laughs> That's my favorite one right now. You saw the future. Coming up tonight, Extreme Rules predictions. More turmoil in AEW's locker room as they celebrate three years. And NXT parking lots remains the most dangerous, um, yet least guarded place on earth. Fucking A right. <laughs> Don't go to NXT and hang out in the parking lot. Um... Before we begin, remember to like and follow and sub on youtube.com slash maxwrestling and follow us on social media at maxwrestlinguk. Now, I was going to kick things off with Extreme Rules Predictions as a headliner, but um, I think there's a bigger elephant in the room, so let's kick things off with the AEW Fight Club. Fucking um, AEW Fight Club started and apparently ran by fucking goddamn Sammy Guevara. Of all the people, of all the people in the world, Sammy. What now we know what Shane O'Mac's doing. Dude, it's what is Gondon? The ground. <laughs> He's all mad. He's like, shit, look at the revenue they're making. <laughs> but, like, in all reality, when the fuck did Sammy be... I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some listeners that are like, He's already a dickhead. I was just going to say, like, how when did he become a dickhead? But, like, seriously, when did he become such a dickhead? Is it really after he married Tay? Like, because I can't think of any other reason... And he's just, he's been a fucking piece of shit. He's, he's certainly developed an ego, that's for sure. But, I mean, there's a couple of things that are kind of admirable. It, um, I mean, he was defending AEW's turf, which props to Yeah, him. that's one. Um, Andrade and, is trying to get fired. Yeah, there's that too. Like, he's made it very clear he wants out. <clears throat> and yeah. apparently... I know you're a Dave Meltzer guy. Uncle Dave says Sammy did nothing wrong. Well, which, considering the fact that he was still on Dynamite and in the main event, leads me to believe. Okay, here's hold up, but here's my here's my beef, and 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 I and I was listening to Uncle Dave <laughs> this morning, and when he said that, I got a weird look on my face. I said, "Huh?" Because here's the gimmick. Who who did everybody blame for the Punk and Bucks situation? They blame the Bucks. They blame Kenny for barging into his room and this and that and that and this and when it came back, it was, you know, it was a totally different ball game. But the fact of the matter is, is if we're going to be getting mad at people for talking shit and starting problems, then we need to get mad at Sammy. I'm a Sammy guy. I've said it for fucking as many years as I've been. I had a microphone in front of my face. I've been a Sammy guy. I've seen his rise from the independent scene through AAA to here. Impact when he got turned down from NXT, the whole everything. I I I know Sammy, not know him, but you know what I mean. Like I've been there for the guy for so fucking long, but it's it's ridiculous. Like who in the fuck do you think you are to be talking to people? Like I understand the turf thing or whatever, 
you know, the blah, 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 blah. But like, it's a Twitter thing. And now all of a sudden now, I mean, it started with Eddie Kingston. Like as my, as the, as the, as the man Rob said in TSK last night, you fucked with two of the realest cats on that roster. Andrade don't give a shit. He's trying to get fired. So he's going to, yeah, he's going to hit you and he's not going to care. But, and then you somehow escaped Eddie Kingston. Somehow escaped him. Probably because Eddie no sold the fuck out of the whole thing, but still the, it's just, it's with Punk and the Bucks and Kenny, they've, they're gone and there's been nothing since, but yet this is two incidents of backstage altercations for one guy and he's had a main event last night. I was excited. I was excited. I for, totally forgot about the 15 minute overrun. I was like, they're yeah. cutting the match. They're cutting the fuck fucking overrun. And I'm like, but that's it's. I'm not saying why are we like I'm, I'm. I have to say like that. Why is he being rewarded for starting shit? Honestly, I, I can't really point the finger at who started it. Neither of them really did themselves any favors. Sammy probably did escalate things uh, by going maybe too far on Twitter. But People take fucking social media a tad seriously, bud. Especially grown oh, yeah. men. Especially with wrestling, because it's so difficult to know what's a work and what's not. Seriously. Especially when you got MJF. Fucking heel yeah, 24-7. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I don't know. Fucking heel 24-7. Tease the fuck out of baby face. He sold it a couple of weeks ago, making you think he could be a baby face without a problem. I mean, I'm just... But regardless. But still, it's... Like, is he going to be, can he be reprimanded? Is there going to be a, a talking to, like, has TK even said anything yet? Is he going to say anything? Well, like, we, we kind of consider Mox, Brian, and Jericho as, like, the leaders of the locker room. So you would think, like, if Sammy really was in the wrong, Jericho should have said something like, Sammy's his boy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. No, you're probably um, right. You're probably right. And also, they, they did the little... Either they don't give a shit or they know what they're doing um, and just capitalizing on controversy because they did the whole Tranquilo pose too and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's... But, fuck, man. I mean, I get it. that He wants out, like, but... Like, come on, dude. Like, I don't think his contract's that long. Uh, if I was to hazard a guess, I'd say two, three years. I'm so here's my guess. Best case scenario, his contract is up, say next Jan in, in January. Best yeah. case scenario, it's up in January, where he ain't trying to wait till January. Right, like like I I get it, you know, being frustrated. He hasn't really done a whole lot in AEW, but he has been on TV, and like he's only been in the company eighteen months. And there's a lot of guys coming in that time. Not everybody's going to get pushed to the main event right away. Let me let me let me ask you this fun question: How big was his push in WWE? NXT, great main roster, shit. There you go. So, like, you're you're getting frustrated because you're in a place with an over with a blown up roster, okay, and. You have not been able to catch momentum. 
Is it because of a lack of a push? Yes. Is it because of a lack of gold? Probably. But then again, this company, you know, they don't want to hot potato belts. You know what I mean? Belt doesn't make the man. The man makes the belt. That's how they look at it. It's an old school. It's an old school manner. And that's one of the good things about AEW. Yeah. But he's in a good trios or he, well, he had a good trios or he can get a trios back. He can, he can work with other people. There's things he can do. So I, I, I guess I get the frustration but then again, I look at him like I look at some of the other guys, and it's like you know, I you would not be my top guy, you know. Yeah, and it's it's not a disrespectful manner, you know. If I ran a company, and you know, if I had an IC division, there you go, you know. Hey, I don't mind making you like an upper mid card guy, you know what I mean? Make my belts look great, you know what I mean? But yeah, you're gonna get a world title for a little bit, sure, but not right now, not anytime soon. And I hate I hate to play this card, but there is there is a language barrier. He's he's not the best English talker. Actually, he can barely speak a lick of English. Yeah, his fucking his it's his uh, his not his dialect. This his fucking um goddamn accent. His accent is so very very thick, thick. <laughs> so fucking thick. And it shouldn't be an issue, but it is in today's climate of pro wrestling. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry, it's, well, no, it's, no, I was going to try to spin it in a different manner, but the reality is, is look at, let's take a look at, at let's, let's take a look at somebody who's maybe not as in-ring talented, but he can be MJF. Why is that guy way more over than Andrade? Because all of his promos can be understood fully and they have a true impact. And I'm and I again and I apologize because I am of the culture, okay. But if you gotta try to learn English, dude, you gotta try to learn English. As as bad as that sounds, like how many times have we seen a Spanish wrestler or Bulgarian, Russian, whatever, trying to cut a promo and the fans are just like, what, what, what? what? I mean, Marcel Bartel for a while, his thick old German accent was so bad. I remember his NXT run. People were just wondering. I was in the building. Yeah. I could barely understood what he said. His shit was so thick. Even Shinsuke's had the the, the what yeah. treatments. And his English isn't really that bad. It's not. It, and it's improved. But that's the thing. It's improved. Fucking, I'm thinking the Pentagon's got better English than you, bro. Okay, and he has no business knowing English. Okay, my man <laughs> Pentagon has no business knowing English. He got better English than you. Phoenix got better English than you. Like, I'm sorry. In America, bro, I hate to say it like that, it's, it, but it's the truth. If we can't understand you, we can't get behind you. Now, in AAA, you're the fucking dog. You're the man. I give a fucking, you know what I mean? Belt him up. But, we're not south of the border, my man. Ah, Sorry. And there's only so many promos you can do with subtitles. Not only subtitles, but, you know, a, a, well, you know what? The thing I'm not bringing in and the thing that I'm sure every, there's somebody yelling right now, that, uh, probably a Brock fan. <laughs> Get him a manager. Get him. Why is buff-ass Jose not talking? Right. Why is the, why is the B.A.J. just there? Why does He's... this motherfucker have a nickname but don't talk? He's the assistant. How the fuck does he assist? What does he do? 
What is they, what does he do? <laughs> I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look just as jacked as you in the background. For what? For what? You're not an assistant, you're decoration. He is a thousand percent decoration. A thousand percent, which is that's the problem. Again, look at fucking um look at fucking homeboy for with, with, with Pentagon and Phoenix. He was the he is basically their translator. They would cut an entire promo in Spanish and he would translate it. Why don't you do, and then that got him over? Why don't you do that and get the BAJ over? And then maybe then, well, hey, well, fucking come on, can we push? Can we push Andrade? You know what I mean? I don't know what the fuck he said, but he said what he said, and I believe what he said, and I can understand what he said. And yes, a and yeah, maybe it's not just a Brock Lesnar. I'm sure there was plenty of stars back in the day with managers to get world titles. And that could work yeah. for him. But if you're this disgruntled and every little thing's going to make you throw blows, go, I don't know, go play, go be Pac and go hang out at home for a while. If, if you want an example, um, the new Welcome to Wrexham series that's airing right now with uh, Robin Ryan Reynolds um, is obviously based in my hometown. And the people that are from my town speak with pretty much the same dialect and accent that I do. And they speak perfect English, but there's always subtitles when they speak. I don't know if they do it on FX, but they do on Disney+. And they're speaking perfect English, but there's always subtitles. It's, like, it's we're, we're speaking English. <laughs> what do you want to make sure you know? <laughs> okay, there's a couple of Welsh words thrown in there, but there's always a translation. Uh, it's just, that's, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's like, but they're speaking English. It's okay. Yeah, but they don't pronounce the T's, so we got to put the subtitles. Oh yeah, so you, <laughs> that's it should make you listen better. Okay, that's you know what I mean. Listen better. It's, if you can listen from people from different dialects, maybe he wouldn't be that big of a fucking problem. I mean, I'll be honest. I always have have subtitles on when they're available anyway, and I can hear perfectly well. I just like to read just in case I misheard something. It's just a habit, but guilty as charged. <laughs> like you look away. Wait, what happened? Oh, okay. Right, or that, or I like could like read real quick. Oh shit, and then do whatever I was doing. <laughs> it's nice, you know. Sometimes that you can get caught up reading real quick. You know what I mean speed read? The most useless subtitle of all is brackets silence. Oh yeah, silence or inaudible. Just, just don't like, put what? anything. Yeah, for real. Like, <laughs> come on. If, it, if it's silent, you don't need to tell me it's silent. No sound. Especially if I was deaf, I couldn't hear anything anyway, so I'd know it was silent. Well, I'd be, you know what, I'm, not, I'm over here, shouldn't talk for them, but I'd be hella mad. I'd be like, why are you going to tell me no sound? I know there's no sound. <laughs> I'm personally insulted by this. Like, I, f I feel personally attacked. I'm, a, I'm calling Amazon right now. I want a refund. Inaudible. Exactly. That's why the subtitles are on. <laughs> oh, we're off on a um, already. Let's try we ran right off the rails with this one. But um, th there's obviously two sides to this story, and it's just crazy how Sammy's gone from super popular, this kid's going to be huge, to fuck you, Sammy Chance on Dynamite. Seriously. I mean, yeah, he went from, oh, the young star, to, oh, well, we kind of have to hate him. And then, like, the way they pushed him, oh, he's a total dickhead, and, oh, but okay, to you're getting literal heat. Yeah, and right. when you when you boil it down, he's getting literal heat for defending the company. Maybe, maybe not in the best way. Yeah. 
But but then again, to garner a fuck you Sammy chant in Washington, D.C. Not in Philly, not Chicago, not in L.A., New York, in D.C.? And it Wait. wasn't even a huge crowd. That's what I'm saying. <sighs> Bro, it took me a while to wild. figure out where they were because it was such a shrunken down set. But I like that. That was the, I don't know. It I was, was nice. Was it was loved. nice and intimate. Exactly. Nice and intimate. Well, that was where they originally, that was where the first Dynamite aired. You know, yeah. third year in a row, they're going to make it a thing, which is cool. But yeah, it's it's a small little building, maybe like 7,000 people or something. Yeah, know. and even though it was small, it was full. Oh, backed house. Um, all right, then. <laughs> Speaking of uh, people talking shit, it's time for stupid shit people say online, and we're not including Sammy and Andrade in this one. It's shit marks say. Shocker. <laughs> OMG, Kevin Nash. Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? Tell me you did not just say that. WTF, thought he was dead, LOL. Has any... It feels like a redundant question now. Has anybody been running their mouth on TikTok? At this point, um, no. Like, the thing with TikTok, or pause, let me stop with that. The thing I've learned after my re-dive into TikTok after my long hiatus is it went from back and forth bashing to people can actually have opinions and talk about them. And I'm like, what what the fuck's going on here, bud? (laughs) <laughs> What's going on here? You know, this is a new magical place that's that's actually kind of it's it's good. You know, there's there's um there's some strong opinions. You know what I mean? There's but but nobody's it 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 went from being you don't agree with me, so I, you're a piece of shit. You're this. You're a mark. You're a da 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 da. To uh, okay, but why? Like, can explain to me why? You know, like what was one of the, Oh god, I just I got I fucking delve into it. I started scrolling through the comments and it just it um one of the questions I was asked by uh, I think her name's Wheezy Blonde was uh she was talking oh they no pause not not her uh suplex his uh one of the guys he's actually really funny he literally brought up the exact thing we just talked about like he was like so you're telling me this guy's starting all these fights but night one of Punk and this guy, you know, no big deal. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And then the fucking comment thread was just ripping. But nobody was like, oh, he's a piece of shit. Fire him. They were just like, okay, but what really happened? I, that was, the, and again, that's the shocking thing. That's what's happening with, I don't want to say all this fucking wrestling social media, but at least wrestling TikTok. Or at least yeah. the side of wrestling TikTok I'm on, for that matter. There's always the good and the bad side of TikTok, I'll tell you what. But it's it's refreshing, but that's, you know what I mean? That's the hot topic immediately today. Everybody's on that shit. Everybody's on that shit. So. All right. Well, first up, uh, I finally got into it with somebody again. Haven't done it for a long time. Let's go. This week we have, apparently, Vince's accountant. <laughs> He's got all the bread, uh, huh? Oh, he knows all the stacks and the racks and the facts. Like, the original Jeez. post was actually from two weeks ago, but this guy piped up this week. Um, so the original post was pretty much somebody on Twitter saying Roman Reigns is um, the biggest draw of all time. And I was just like, really, of all time? I mean... Maybe the biggest draw right now, but 
of this era, sure. Like, I made a point that they were pulling in like 7 million viewers every single week 20 years ago. They don't get that now. They get like 2 million. If that. Um, And Vince's accountant wanted to make it more about uh, revenue rather than like Mm. viewership and ticket sales, which, okay. So I was like, can't do it. So are they selling out buildings every week like they were 20 years ago or are they closing half the arena most weeks? Mm-hmm. Which is there. There is where he brings it into like the whole business, not just ticket sales. So he's oh, just getting Lord. bigger and bigger thinking now. Um, okay. And what did they draw more money doing? First of all, like business deals is not a draw. Draw is when you draw in fans. Mm-hmm. Draw is um, your attendance. Thank you. It's almost like you have no business education whatsoever. Imagine that. To which I replied, okay, well, okay. 12,000 tickets draw more money than 8,000 tickets. It's almost like you have no math education whatsoever. Hey, Imagine that. Right. You're a mathematician. Uh, then he brings up a bunch of like reported profits and losses and revenues and all this oh, shit. Fucking suck a duck. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Ah, uh, man. So his final comment before I replied and then just blocked him because I couldn't handle Obviously. the guy anymore. It's not experience in wrestling or an education in business. You know, things that might help you understand business decisions about pro wrestling. But even someone like yourself can follow that. So my final comments was right. And they've been increasing their revenue for years including when Roman was getting booed out of every building despite being pushed as the face of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, the OP never said WWE is making more money now than ever. Everybody knows they are. Um, exactly. Are you maintaining it's because of one guy that's finally over after five years of being spoon-fed every opportunity? Or could it be because they've made better business decisions, more charity work, movies, more celebrity connections? Like... Nobody's denying WWE's revenue is through the roof, but don't try to tell me it's because of Roman Reigns. It's just not. because of Roman Reigns. Don't try to tell me it's because Roman Reigns is a bigger household name than The Rock or an Austin or a Hogan. Wasn't. When nobody outside of wrestling knows who he is. No. If you are not currently watching wrestling, if I walked up to you and said, hey, do you know who Roman Reigns is? You would maybe get, it was in America, in America, you would maybe get uh, like a 40-60. Yeah. You know? At best, you know, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, that's that, you know, that's that wrestling dude. Oh, yeah, that's that guy, you know, he's, but I bet you half of that 40, you're getting, oh, yeah, that's, isn't that like The Rock's cousin? It'd be if added that. to that. So it's, again, but then again, you take that 40 to 60 ratio with the, yeah, I know him and no, I don't, and you go up to a random person on the street and say, hey, do you know who The Rock is? Hey, do you know who Stone Cold is? And I'm, at this point, this point you're probably gonna get like a 90 percent yeah yeah even yeah, john cena that is oh yeah even a john cena so again like it's is he is he the most drawing the most biggest drawing factor or whatever of this era sure why not you know knock your fucking socks off uh but to be the smart asshole here as i'd love to be <laughs> the revenue for the last how long have they been going to saudi Five years? Five, uh, yeah, at least. So it, the last five years of revenue skewed because they are pocketing 
pretty much the same amount of money they would get in a four or five year television deal for one fucking show. They're also so, firing half the roster every year. So there you go. There's one factor. There's another factor. Um, not to mention during that five year period, they re-signed a new television deal. Because there was a bidding war for action sports. UFC was in a bidding war with fucking, I believe it was uh, Showtime and ESPN. You know, fucking, there was talks of taking fucking um, Monday Night Raw and moving it to, moving it to Fox. You know, maybe they'd get bought out by Fox. There was an idea of them getting bought, them getting bought out by ESPN and it being on ESPN. You know, there was all these things. So, yeah, the money went up. That's the bidding war. So your business degree that you stapled to your wall that you printed offline, you didn't learn that part, did you? You didn't learn the fact of how it all recurs together, how it all builds together. And without that, if you based it solely on merchandise and ticket sales and pay-per-view sales, they are losing money. Hence why they were firing people left and right. So get your facts right. Check. Hence why WrestleMania is built around bringing in part-timers. Did they bring in Brett or Warrior or anybody like that in the late 90s for WrestleMania? Or did they sell it on Rock, Austin, Triple I'm, H, Taker? Okay. I'm really fucking thinking hard. Because the reality is... Warrior's even, last Mania was 97 and it sucked. Yeah. But so still. Was, so was Brett's actually. Yeah, it's true. Apart from the match with Vince, but that also sucked. And we don't talk about that match. Yeah, we don't talk about that match. Um, but in all reality, in the retrospect, like if you think about it, every time there was a celebrity during the 90s or the early 2000s, they were there to get beat up. It wasn't, and it wasn't even in the main event beat up. They would get beat up in some battle royal. Kane would destroy Pete Rose or something like that. It was something minuscule. It wasn't important. They didn't have to fucking turn around and train celebrities to go in there and do work. No, take guys and that had a, a a desire to wrestle and say, "Perfect, let me take you." They they brought in Mike Tyson, and it wasn't like a cheap pop. Like he got involved in the storyline. He joined DX, and he screwed DX, and then he punched Shawn Michaels in the face. But he was a ref. And he was a ref, yeah. He wasn't That's actually it. in the match. He, he, you know, he, he was a ref. He did one, he was in one kind of promo, and it wasn't even a promo. They just introduced him. They introduced him as a special guest ref. Him and fucking Stone Cold had a fucking face-off, and that was it. That was it. They didn't have a Logan Paul, okay, kid, oh, let's train you. Uh, they didn't have a... Pat McAfee, you know, who had did the NXT run. So I guess he's an exception, but the a bad bunny... Yeah, you they know. didn't bring in Michael Jackson for a match. <laughs> no, Michael Jackson's a wrestler all by himself now. Michael fucking Jackson 2.0. Right. <laughs> guy's fucking wrestling somewhere in Mexico today. <laughs> but that's, but. The, that's the thing. It, it's, it's WrestleMania. The, the idea of celebrities being there was because it was such a big deal, because it was such a big thing. It wasn't to be a drawing factor. No. Because the drawing factor was Stone Cold and, and, and The Rock. It was, you know, whatever fucking other big headlines I can't think of right now. Because that was always the biggest one. Yeah. So, let's go WrestleMania 17, 2001. Widely considered the best WrestleMania of all time. They Okay, they had a gimmicky battle royal with a bunch of legends in one match. 
but Legends. they sold the whole fucking show on Austin Rock main events. But did you, listen to your legends. Legends, yeah. Not celebrities. This wasn't celebrity. This was a legends battle royal. Old head. Bunch of old motherfuckers out there should not be wrestling. Was in there trying to wrestle. One by Iron Sheik. Sheiky baby. <laughs> um. So yeah, there, there's that. Uh, next up, we have Rocky, bunch of numbers, definitely not Scarface. Uh, this this one's just from Twitter. Tony will soon make wrestlers sign lifetime contracts, and you must stay with AEW for the rest of your life, no matter oh. if you're unhappy or want to leave your soul is his, yep. so obey. I don't think he's talking mm-hmm. about Tony. That that that's That's the other guy that just retired, isn't it? Are you sure that's not VK and and you over here saying it was TK? Do you not remember what Pac went through? Or or hold on, Neville when he wanted out of his contract and decided he had to stay home, so they kept extending his contract for eighteen months. And Brody, A A K A, Luke oh, yeah. Harper, Luke Harper, went fucking the same yeah, Brody. Same thing. It, it's this is so again. What are you talking about? And he you doesn't want to just have like he doesn't want to just release dude. So again, what are you talking about? Brody, aka Luke Harper, didn't even go public. Like literally, the only thing he ever tweeted was "It's today." You know what that means? Yeah, that's it. A- it was just reported that he wanted out, and every time a report came out, six months added to your contract. Hmm. I think that was a running joke for Dave too. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I really, I really do think that was a running joke for Dave. He's just like, well, he, you know, he said something. They're gonna add like six more months to his contract, and it's like, okay, because I kept always figuring out. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen this guy like really sign or hear about him signing. So, how long is his fucking contract? Because he was always there. They don't add injury time anymore. They add Luke Harper time. I, yeah, that's what they've called it. They've they've scratched the name <laughs> out and called it Luke Harper time because that's the thing. If you get hurt, that's the thing. If you got hurt in the E, they're going to extend you. Now, in reality, I think TK is going to do that for certain people. I don't know if he's going to do it for everybody. Kenny for sure. Kenny for yeah. sure is getting that treatment. You know what I mean? The big stars like that, they're going to get that treatment. They're going to get the, well, dude, you were hurt for like a year. So there you go. Hanging out for another year. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm assuming this is directed towards Andrade wanting to leave, but why? Like, has anybody else ever had an issue? Like, Cody wanted to leave. He got released. Mm hmm. Well, you I mean, no, he let his contract run out. Yeah. And then he wanted to. But it wasn't it, like Tony trying to add to... time on or trying to extend well, yeah. it. Well, no, because he had, yeah, no, he had expressed to like, hey, you know, I'm. I'm trying to do something. And he said, okay. And he even openly talked about it. And, you know, it was a mutual thing and da, 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 da. And they decided to part ways. And, you know, there was all those stories that, you know, he, he bitched and complained. He wanted a world title shot. And he, when he didn't get it, now all I want out. But he didn't go punching people to get out. You know, he probably went up to TK and was like, you know, dude, I'm, I, I think I'm done here. Can we just not renew me? Okay. And that was probably like it. I- that was Probably the extent of the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure TK probably tried to convince him, but didn't, like, try to lock him down or anything. Yeah, well, you were injured with the stub toe for 47 days, so, 
you know, like, no, no, he was just, okay. And he was understandable and they parted ways. Yeah. But I don't remember hearing Cody punching people. Um, and then finally, I need to go and dig this one out because this was somebody that we actually know, uh, who has been on shit marks say before, I believe. Shocker. And is constantly saying stupid shit by the name of Disco Inferno. Oh, this fucking guy. AKA Glenn, Glenn Gilberti. Glenn Gilberti. Yeah. Uh, he, he took an issue with the Wardlow and, uh, Brian oh Cage match. Oh my God. I seen this fucking tweet, and it made me want to drive to <laughs> Vegas and punch him in the fucking face. Because it was advertised that Brian Cage was going to return to uh, answer Wardlow's open challenge for the TNT title, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll get to Dynamite a little bit later on. But um, old Glenn didn't like it. M- maybe it's a name thing. Maybe it's a Glenn thing. Glenn don't like shit. Uh, he just says no build up, no angle, no storyline, no interest. Yeah, that's. Yeah, there's no angle, there's no storyline, there's no build. That's that, That's exactly what an open challenge is. It's just... Ta-da! There you go. <laughs> and it's, it's called an open challenge. It's not like AEW invented open challenges. How long have WWE been doing them? I'm sure WCW did them. Hold on. Wait, wait. I was just going to say, I was like, I remember a certain television champion <laughs> who used to have a little boogie fever... Who would hold constant open challenges. So what in the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? He's embarrassing. He is, yeah. And (sighs) just literally his tweet, no build-up, no angles, no storyline. That is literally the definition of an open challenge. Truly is. Truly is though, like it's is the definition of an open challenge. But to to uh, to throw that out, let's throw that part of it out. Okay, let's talk about um, instances where companies just put matches together and it didn't matter and nobody complained. AKA half a WCW and the cruiserweight division. Did you know Psychosis? Did you know Juventud Guerrero? Did you know Eddie? Did, did you know any of these cats? Not Eddie. Uh, did you know Chavo at first? Did you know fucking, um, did you know fucking La Parca? No, nobody, unless you were watching or whatever, the other stuff, you didn't know. So there, those, there doesn't have to be buildup for the match to be good. It doesn't have to be a gigantic story from back in 1725 where their grandfathers hated each other. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, they could, they could go out there and two fucking big, strong dudes can beat the shit out of each other and it could be okay. Yeah, and I'm pretty much pretty sure this is how New Japan do stuff because they don't have a weekly show. They just tour and tour and do pay per views. That's it. And there's just matches put together. There's no like long. I mean, well, there's some few. Well, no, there's but... stories. But the the fun thing about fucking New Japan stories is they take forever to fucking do. So it's like, oh, okay, you know, let's build towards this story by having you know the guy that's in you know rivalry with this guy in a six man. And, you know, maybe they get a fight for a little bit. And then for three weeks, they don't even fucking smell each other. You know? And then, okay, let's do another fucking... And that's what they do. So, uh, it's... I'm going to say it like this. Stop being biased. Because I don't see you doing this shit with the E. No, I think Glenn's trying to get hired by the E. Oh, fuck out of here. 
Everybody want to get hired now because Papa H is taking over. Oh, well, guess great. what, bro? Papa H got logic. With your fucking dumbass tweets, you're fired in a day. Glenn, Glenn's been sniffing WWE's ass ever since he got let go by Impact. And sniffing more than ass. And no, nobody liked him in Impact either. Nobody like nobody liked you when you were actually on TV every week in WCW. The whole locker room no. didn't like you. I fucking have recorded statements of me fucking dreading the theme of Disco Inferno. Um, I, I love it when Jericho jumps on him because obviously they shared a locker room and Jericho's just like, N- you you were an idiot. You you were a joke. It's the, the truth. Because, and then, because you have to think about it. It's not like fucking Jericho was much higher than him in WCW no. at first. At first, you know, it, it took some some cool fucking managers. It took Rufus walking him down. It took things to get him at a higher echelon towards the end of WCW's run. But in the early days, when Inferno was hot and Jericho was debuting, they were on the same fucking level. It's, you know, and and and, and then at the, he 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 they again they shared locker rooms. They were together at this not together, but you know, worked at the the entire length of the company at the same time. He, and every fucking week, I'm sure this guy would put his foot in his mouth, say something stupid. Just how can you work with this guy? Right, he thinks he's hot shit because he was in WCW and people like kind of know his name. Bro, dude, I don't know many people that like. Okay, let's see. Let me talk about. Oh no, there was one guy. I'm following a guy on TikTok now who was a big name, and actually, you know what? This is perfect. I'm following a dude on TikTok right now who was a big name in WCW who does not go on around preaching his name for WCW. He just preaches the tag team he was in with his brother. And that's a, a, a fucking goddamn Harlem Heat. Stevie Ray. Yeah. It's fucking weird when you see like dudes in like their 50s and 60s on TikTok. But whatever, bro. Hey, get your money. <laughs> Do your thing. Regal needs a TikTok. See, look at goddamn William Regal. He don't need to fucking be bragging about WCW days. Fucking Regal don't need to. Go ahead. He don't need to brag about anywhere he's worked. He just needs to brag about the life he's had and the career he's had. You just need to know William Regal. Oh, that dude, legend. Legend, legendary. But you you bring up Glenn and they say who? Or you bring up Disco Inferno and people either laugh or say, oh, the guy that owns all those strip clubs in Vegas. Yeah, I think he owns like a strip club, but yeah. Where did he ever win? None. A fucking television title, maybe? A couple times? Out of boredom? Then again, I don't remember many people who didn't win the television title back in WCW. I don't think people even remember WCW had a TV title. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. They probably remember this one more than they fucking remember fucking the WCW one. But this is why they are marks, and that's the shit they say. So... Let's go back to, like, Disco's heyday. We're going back in time for this week in wrestling history. I can guarantee you none of this history includes Disco Inferno. Thank God. Um, There's actually a lot of John Cena and... A lot of John Cena. Okay. September 30th to 2018, Cody Rhodes defeated Juice Robinson at Fighting Spirit Unleashed to become the fourth IWGP United States champion. Mm-hmm. 
Even though it's a short history, I always get it mixed up and think Cody was the second, right? No. No. Um, October 2nd, 1999, WWE presented the first Rebellion event from Birmingham, England. Uh, main evented by Triple H defeating The Rock in a steel cage match to retain the WWE Championship. Rebellion became one of two annual UK pay-per-views until 2002. Uh, hopefully until now, actually. Let's, let's keep doing Clash at the Castle every year. Right? Come on. That was actually fun. Yeah. Even the singing part at the end. Maybe I can go next year. There you go. Attaboy. Uh, also October 2nd in 2007, John Cena's 380-day reign as WWE Champion, the longest at the time since 1988, came to an end as Cena was forced to vacate the title due to a torn pectoral muscle. Arr. He got he uh got the Cody boob treatment. He got the torn titty. Yeah, the torn titty. God damn. Um, and I think that's why he still has that huge vein right across there. You know, I never really knew that, but I never really, and I wouldn't say knew that. I never really questioned that. I just forgot. I forgot he tore his pec. I remember when he tore his bicep. Yeah. But I don't. I don't really remember the pec. But damn, yeah, no, I never thought of that. The pec was pretty bad, isn't that like that's when he returned at the Rumble. Like a few months later, because yes. it was supposed to be like six, eight months, and he was back in what four? Yeah, I think like four in a week or something like that. But yeah, um, more Cena history. This week in Cena history, October third, right. two thousand and four, John Cena won the United States title for the second time after winning his Best of Five series against Booker T. That's uh-huh. a WCW thing; they don't do Best of Fives anymore. Um, Cena only held the title for a few days before being defeated by the main roster debuting Carlito on SmackDown. I remember this. Yeah, it, it was pretty shocking because Cena was really, really hot at the time, like just taking yeah. off. And this new guy, nobody knew who Carlito was, comes in and just beats Cena in his first night to win the U.S. title. Not, not clean, obviously. Yeah, no. But still, it, it was one of those things where it was like, what? It, just, what? it was a shocking moment, but obviously it had to come off of a fucking, you know, off of some screwery. Yeah. But no, that was it. I remember that whole that whole fucking feud and everything. God yeah, he, damn, I miss Carlito. He he picked great. Picked a great uh, debut, too, just spitting in John Cena's face. Oh. Perfect. Um, October 4th, 2009. It's kind of Cena history, he, he he has mentioned at the first ever Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, both world titles changed hands inside the cell as Undertaker defeated CM Punk for the World Heavyweight Championship in the opening match and Randy Orton defeated John Cena for the WWE Championship. DX also defeated the Legacy in the main event Hell in a Cell match. Beautiful. Yeah, first one, pretty good. Now we don't need a pay-per-view anymore, just stop. Just give us random Hell in a Cell matches. That's it. That's it. I I find found it weird too. Like they they started doing this like a couple of years after TNA first started doing lockdown, and it was like the first ever all cage pay per view, and it was awesome. And like nobody's ever done this before, so WWE is like, hey, we're gonna do a Hell in a Cell pay per view, but we're only gonna have free cell matches. So what's the point? <laughs> what's the point, man? Yeah, exactly. Don't dub it as as you know that if you're not gonna use it in every instance. No, you you have asked it. Like TNA, the first lockdown, literally every single match was in a cage. They had a tables match. They had a blindfold match, and it was <laughs> beautiful. It was all in a cage. 
Uh, finally, October 4th, 2019, ending on a downer. On SmackDown's 20th anniversary, Brock Lesnar controversially ended Kofi Kingston's WWE title reign, defeating him in nine seconds. Yeah. And Kofi barely got a sniff at the title ever again. Mm-hmm. It's the, fucking bad, unfortunate. The wor- he had a good run, too, but the worst part of it was, like, literally the, the next week he was just New Day member once again, and, like, nothing happened. Like, nothing happened. That's, that's the worst part. Every now and then you'll get, oh, he's a former WWE champion, but he's mostly just the, the guy from the New Day again now. Yeah, but when you say that, you really got to start thinking, like, oh, what? He, oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like, that should have been a catapult for Kofi as a singles star. Exactly. But they just keep going back to New Day. Even now, it's Kofi and Xavier. Like, when when Big E first split from New Day in the draft split and everything, he was still hanging around with New Day and everything. It was like, you're supposed to be separating these guys. Why are they still a trio? Exactly. It's like, we're supposed to be making a star out of this dude. Like, why are you still throwing pancakes? and Right. And then, like... (laughs) They're on opposite shows, but Big E's coming down and he's accompanied by Xavier and Kofi. Yeah. Like, why? Why is he it's on like, SmackDown? It's like, why are you supposed to be on the other show? Oh, I thought whatever. this was a brand split. <laughs> what happened to brand split? They did this whole emotional goodbye to the New Day too, and then they just... That... Oh, God. The oh, yeah, we're going to keep putting way. them on TV together. The VK way. <laughs> All right, I don't have a smooth segue for this one, but it's time for this week's Guess the Wrestler. I wonder who this could possibly be. Guess the Wrestler. He's the bestler. Better than all the wrestler. All right, so to make this a tad easy for you, this guy uh, debuted in WCW in 91. Vader? No. Uh, he was, let's go with, he was a Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Champion twice, and he was Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champion three times uh, with uh, Ricky Nelson and Dusty Rhodes. I feel like I should know who's won Tag Team titles with Dusty. Well, this is Mid-Atlantic, so this is a totally like, weird promotion, but I get it. it, it this is the weird, but yeah. No, I'm drawing a blank so far. Okay. WCW Tag Team Champion five times, two times. I'm sorry, once with Two Cold Scorpio, two times with a man named The Patriot, once with Shane Douglas, and once with Scotty Riggs. I got a feeling this guy was an ECW too. Um, let me see. Let me double check it for you to make your life easy. The answer to that is no. Huh. No. When uh when it when it crumbled, he went to instead of going to ECW or WWE, he went to that other promotion. The one in bingo halls. Damn. <laughs> Let's see GCW tag team champs with Scott Steele. Oh, come on. Who's ultra-violent that was in WCW? Uh, I, 
let's see. He was, oh, here we go. This should help you flip that. He's not necessarily a death match guy. That's where you're leaning. Uh, most embarrassing wrestler in 2001. In that WCW? Yeah, still in WCW at that time. Okay, so... But but to counteract that, he was also a part of the best gimmick in 1996, being the NWO. Oh, the NWO. Okay. So, so it's not not Blue Meanie. There you go. I helped I helped narrow your circle for you. Who <laughs> in the NWO would be considered the most embarrassing wrestler in 2001? Okay, we got 52 options. Fucking A. <laughs> no, not Dennis Rodman. He wouldn't have no. fucking won a tag team title with Dusty Rhodes. No. Uh, oh, oh, Buff Bagwell? Hey, had a boy, hey, Buff Bagwell. Buff the stuff. Buff the stuff. Now, I was should have been in a tag re- team with Disco. I was going to – no, thank God, no. No, I was kind of <laughs> hoping you were going to get it with the one with Scotty Riggs and they were the American males. Now, yeah, now you say it. It's there. Yeah, after, yep. But no, that was a great one. That was easy. He did a lot of stuff on the indies. He was obviously a big indie guy. Mayhem wrestling. Uh, GCW is actually great championship wrestling. Not oh, the other game one. changer. Not game changer. Uh, he was a Georgia All-Star Wrestling. AWA Superstars of Wrestling. Uh, NWA won a tag Blue team Ridge. title with Dusty Rhodes. Won a, ti- a tag team title with Dusty Rhodes in Men Atlantic Championship Wrestling. That That's blown crazy. my fucking mind. <laughs> It really, yeah, right? Of like all the fucking, but here's, you know what? I got to look. How back in the day was that? Like this had to be in the fucking 80s. Yeah, I mean, he must have been green at the time. He had to be green as shit. Uh, Come on, where you at? Where's Dusty? Where's Dusty? I don't see Dusty. Why don't I see Dusty? How fucking long ago was this? Oh, like Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champions. I'm like looking and I'm lost. Oh, because it was the NWA Mid-Atlantic. Because I'm going to get lost like that. That's probably why I'm getting lost. Let's God see. Now, it wasn't in the 70s. Right? That's what I'm like. There's no way. <laughs> Dusty Rose and Buff Bagwell. Oh, it's 2005. Oh, see, what the fuck? So Dusty wasn't in his prime. Nowhere near his prime. Oh, oh, this is whack. I was hoping this was like, you know, before he got, you know, famous. No, this is after he was old. Um, Hell, the fucking they, Midnight Express won a belt in 2002 for them, for crying out loud. Yeah, I was going to say that they won the vacant titles, but before that they were held by the Midnight Express. They lost the titles to fucking, oh, they were vacated again. The goddamn Steiner Brothers were mid-Atlantic? In 06? Fucking A. Rock and Roll Express. What the fuck kind of badass promotion is this? And why did it go under? <laughs> How many times were these titles vacated? Jeez. Right? Jesus, man. Vacant is just racking up the belts in this fucking promotion. Wow, yeah. He's got to have the most easy, reins. Bud. He's just psh, racking them up. I got to count these. So, <laughs> There's a lot. Uh, we had... 65 NWA Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champions, and it was vacated, including the activation, 
Once, twice, three times a lady. Eight, nine, ten. What the fuck? Eleven, twelve, thirteen. What the fuck? Thirteen times. Come on, NWA. Between 1968 and 2017. Jesus Christ. Ay, ay, ay. But there you go. Hey, whatever. Yeah, that that's an extension of wrestling history for you. Right there, we go. Um, and making history coming up in seven weeks' time. It is etched in tradition. It's also etched in controversy. Max Wrestling presents the seventh annual promo series, Rising Storm. Um, as it's been said, the promo series is where shit usually hits the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, last last year's went pretty smooth. But we will predict Survivor Series and we find out if Travis Walker Anderson can survive yet another term as group MVP. It's up to you guys to take that group MVP away from him. All you got to do is post and comment in the group 28 days before the event. But on the action side of things, Moses defends the television championship against Cypher in a TV triathlon. Can Cypher finally win some gold? More importantly, will he get a fair fight against the House of Ashes? Hey, all's fair in love and promos, baby. <laughs> that should definitely be our tagline. Uh, in a promo exhibition, Daniel Crimmins and Mike Larkin renew their rivalry. It's put up or shut up time. Let's go. Uh, once again, Mike gets six minutes. DC gets eight minutes promo time. The Phoenix defends the, the Knowledge Championship in the traditional winner stays on gauntlet. Can he survive all three challengers? For first, he has to make it past beer. Mystery challenger number two, and finally, your very own Capitan. And I'm pulling double duty, or technically triple, because the World Championship is on the line in a three-way cinematic match against the lawyer Chad Malcolm and Travis the Walker Anderson. It's a three-way scissor me. Scissor me, daddy-o. <laughs> For more information, go to maxwrestling.net slash promo series seven. And no chat, you cannot have a scissor me daddy-dazzy shirt. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> I'm making, we gotta make that shit. This is Velvet Sky. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. It's the ultimate Vanessa, your girl's name of wrestling. Hey, Preston Vancer, a.k.a. number 10 of the Dark Order. Hey, this is Tommy Tree. Hey, everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here. This is the voice of Killer Cross. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. And you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Max Wrestling Podcast. And we're about to take it to the Max. We're about to take it to the Max. It's time to take it to the max. We're going to take it to the max. Take it to the max. Welcome to the madhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the madhouse.
welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. We're here every single Thursday. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, whatever it is you do, wherever you listen. And still to come, this week's Geek of the Week and the Best of the Week. But first, we have a WWE pay-per-view to predict, and we're kind of looking forward to it for once. Uh, oh, extreme right? Rules. What's going on? It's crazy. It's a, it not, a, not only are we... Not only is it unusual for us to look forward to a WWE pay-per-view, but it's unusual that there's actual Extreme Rules variety matches at Extreme Rules. Shocker, right? It's taken 14 years. This is the 14th Extreme Rules event. Well, actually, you know what? I'm not going to include ECW shows in that. Because that was different. That was a whole different kettle of fish. I was just going to say, I was like, that's a whole different ballpark. Um... All right, I need to go with this one first because what the fuck? The Brawling Brutes versus Imperium in a six-man tag team good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. He's the, I'm sorry, the what? <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean Donnybrook is a fucking hockey fight, but what? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it just means anything goes. But, I mean, who the fuck wrote that? That sounds like a, a Ridge Holland thing to have... <laughs> We're gonna have a good yeah, old fashioned Donny Brook match. There's a Donny Brook. Oh yeah, it could have been Seamus. We're gonna have a good old fashioned Donny Brook match. <laughs> the Seamus like? <laughs> it's like who the fuck there likes hockey and why? Stop it. Oh. I actually don't know who to go for because Brawl and Brutes are obviously on a roll Is right the- now. I'm sorry, but, that's the fucking stupidest goddamn name I've ever fucking heard. I'm sorry. That's fucking stupid as shit. The problem worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, the tag team name sucks, too. But the match type oh is worse God. than Jericho and William Regal's Duchess of Queensbury rules match. I beg your what? And they literally had a duchess at ringside calling the rules. Man, the 90s. Um... Oh. But yeah, Brawl and Brutes are on a roll, but Imperium are also like untouch. Well, Gunther is untouchable. Gunther is untouchable. Um, I'd, I mean, I'd like to think Imperium win to to keep Gunther's momentum going, and Giovanni Vinci's only just joined the main roster, and I just want, I I don't want to see Butch anymore. I want to see Pete Dunne. And the only way you're going to get that is them losing. So. Uh, yeah. It's two for the Brawling Brutes. <laughs> no, 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 I can't do oh. it. I can't do it. Wait, wait. Did I say Brawl? I meant Imperium. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, Imperium. I was about to say, I was like, I can't do the Brawling Brutes. It's like, I just, you, here, because the reality is, is like, you, you cannot deny the momentum or the fucking anything for that matter of Gunther. You just can't. You can't do it. It would be stupid of you to do so. So to have them lose to these guys would be dumb. But at the same time, like, yeah, it's Papa H is trying to break guys away from whatever the dumb gimmick Vince put on them. And I'm sure, I'm sure Butch is going to die soon. And we can get back Peter Dune. Please. Um, I've actually just noticed there isn't a single straight rules match whatsoever. Every single match has a stipulation. That's probably the first time ever at Extreme Rules. Oh, it's fantastic. I love this. Um, However, there's no fucking... T- there's only two women's championship matches no other goddamn belt. Nobody yeah, else no can defend the belt. Line. Well, no, there's a ladder match for the Raw women's belt and then the, the Extreme yeah, Rules for the women's no, no men's belt. No men's titles. Um, 
God damn it. Ro- Roman doesn't want to work Saturdays. Asshole. Lazy bastard. So, um, let's hold off on the title matches then because we only have two of them out of six. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a strap match. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm assuming they made the strap out of Cross's old gear. I'm hoping. Dear God, I'm hoping. <laughs> like, it better be the same fucking color and everything. And they better, like, have, like, the helmet dangling off and they gotta, like, throw it off to the side. Oh, shit. Who left that on there? Um. I. I really, really, really want to take Drew. I really want to take Drew. But Drew is that guy who gets, like, beat a lot. And it's fine. He's, he's still pretty dominant. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if, like, that carry and cross push is as real as I'm thinking it is. Like, I'm I'm back on my highlights with, with trying to watch Raw and SmackDown. I'm back on the highlights. I got to try to actually watch the shows. But, um, <sighs> I mean, I don't want to say it would kill momentum if he lost because this is like a fucking strap match. But then again... You know, give me give me carrying cross and I don't know, maybe maybe that's the start of something. You know, I, I don't I'd know. I'd like to think cross because it's like is it like the first match of his latest run? Mm-hmm. To my knowledge. So after how terrible his first main roster run went, he kinda has to win. He kind of has to, and he's taking down one of the biggest dogs there is. But again, like I said, the guy can lose, and it's not a big problem. So, no. yeah, I mean, I think we're undeniably pushing him. I mean, let's face it, no loss for Drew is going to suck as much as Clash at the Castle. Facts. Which he apparently said he was genuinely concerned people were going to start rioting when he lost. Hey, I was concerned people <laughs> were going to start rioting, okay? Come on now. I think they probably were gonna would have uh, rioted more for... Uh, for the sing-along. I know, right? With Tyson Fury, but... That thing is... They were going. They didn't give a shit. No. It was just crazy. Somebody forgot to cut the feed for the show, so we just got this post-show send the fans home happy sing-along, and everybody at home was watching, like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's exactly what we were saying at TSK. Like, yo, what the fuck? I mean, you you can't sing, bro, so shut the hell up. Um, let's move to, uh, Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins, fight pit with Daniel Cormier as a special referee. Finally, 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 Daniel Cormier gets to just show up in the E and do something. I'm happy about this. I'm happy about the fight pit. I'm excited for the fight pit. I was rewatching, um, him and Oni Lorcan, Matt Riddle and Oni Lorcan, and I really liked it, but this is different because this is we're talking about Seth Rollins here. We're not talking about a uh, you know uh, a, a tactical guy or like a, you know a technicianary guy, I should say, technical guy against another technical guy. You know, and Matt Riddle. And you're getting Seth freaking Rollins. You're getting a high flyer, a guy who can kind of do a little bit of everything mm. inside of a little cage that has a platform to dive off of and shit. So, I mean, it brings some factors in, but at the same time, you know, it, it this is also Matt Riddle's world. You know, he works well in a cage. You know, he's 
good striker. He can, you know, maintain ground control. There's a lot of things he can do to just, you know, make it look like an MMA fight. But then again, where are we going with this? Is there, you know, uh, are we leaning towards Seth losing for whatever reason? Is Riddle getting a push? Is Seth going to get another push for the millionth and a half time? Um, DC being in there makes me think Riddle goes over just because it's DC. I don't think he's going to have any fuckery in this. I'm, I, I kind of hope he does uh, just a little bit just because I, I really I'm really hoping for DC and, and Brock. I'm really hoping for DC and Brock. So. I'm going to go with my gut, and if my gut's wrong, then it, it, it's not. It's, it's let me down many times before. Let me. I'm, I want to go with Riddle, but if Seth wins, I'm actually going to be a little shocked. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. Just saying. I my thinking's very similar. Like Riddle surely has more of an advantage in this kind of match, not just because he's been in a fight pit before, but like you said, it's his world. Yeah, it's it just, um, just comfort. Yeah, and also, how long has this feud been going on now? And it's just Riddle keeps chasing Rollins, and mm-hmm. I think Riddle has been injured by Rollins twice now. So, I want to say, yeah. It would make sense for Riddle to get the win and just what? finally put this feud to bed. Yeah, that would be nice. Because I just get a feeling if, if Rollins won. Riddle would still be coming after him. If Riddle wins, Rollins going to be like, right, I'm done with him. Move on. Yeah, but we need a means through the end. Like it's, it's time to end this thing. We need, we need, we need a stopping point. And Rollins winning, winning again is not a stopping point. You're going to set it up for another match. Or we're going to do a fight pit inside of a cage. You know, we're going to do a last man standing match, a submissions match. That's God. I think I just fucking booked it for him. Submission match. <laughs> but. And all like this is where it should end. Yeah. Like I said, even if that means DC gets involved and Matt's wins a little bit tainted, fine. Fine. But it needs to end here. Yeah, and I think a lot of people jumped on the assumption that we're leaning towards Cormier and Brock when Cormier was announced. Well, I mean, that's that was my process is, you know, he's it's something he's talked about. It's something Brock's talked about. You know, the reality was is if Brock would have been on if Brock would have been in better shape and if timing would have been better, he wouldn't have fought Mike Hunt or uh, fucking uh, he wouldn't have fought Homeboy Hunt. He would have uh, fought uh, D.C. and it would have been a way bigger draw and a bigger deal. And because it was it wasn't, you know, two outstanding wrestlers and decent strikers going against each other, two guys that were considered the best at their times. Now you get to do that in the pro wrestling world in a, in, in a realm where there's an ability to make both guys look strong and make both guys look good. And Brock has shown you with working with Roman, he can pretty much help anybody. If he yeah. wants to, he can help anybody. He has a brain for this, which is great, you know, and he's willing to go out there because he, as he said on the Pat McAfee show, this is a business. I understand the business, you know, it's what it is. It's meant to be DC. Don't have to beat Brock. It just the match just has to happen, you know what I mean? We don't need to see DC beat the shit out of Brock. If he does, cool, whatever, run on. You know, I don't give a fuck. But it's not like it's nece- it's not a necessity. Nah. Um, just for comparison too, like we said, this is probably the first time ever that every single match has had a stipulation and extreme rules. Mm-hmm. Last year, we had 
seven matches. Oh God. Um, there was a regular? triple. There was a triple threat match, which by default is a DQ, so we're not really counting that one. Um, we had a six man tag, which is normal rules. We had. Three singles matches, a normal tag match, and then one extreme rules match. Oh yeah! Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Last year was the definition of not so extreme rules, but this year, wow, world of difference. Thank you, Triple H. I'm gonna say this in a, in, a, in a very very nice way, and here's the problem with it because NXT is already using it. But, but, if you got, they need to scrap a handful of pay-per-views and either just make them, you know, farther in between or all these gimmicked ones, if you're not going to run gimmick, 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 they're in your house. Mm. That's it. W- Go ahead. WWE should have brought back in your house years ago. I mean, it's work, it worked for NXT. Yeah. You know, NXT does it once in a blue moon. You can have an NXT in your house. You can have a WWE in your house. I I, I think that could work. Does it? Yeah. Is it weird because they're they're sharing it? Sure, but there's a brand difference because of the beginning part of it. But that's about it. That doesn't matter. It's but I think that would work a lot better because then we're not expecting you know six matches of extreme rules or at least we weren't. Back then, now now it looks like we're gonna fucking get it. But then again, I don't need people dying on me every week, okay? And then and when Hell in a Cell comes around, I don't need six Hell in a Cell matches, Papa H. Okay, <laughs> I don't need it, but it's to maybe the maybe the VK it sounded cool, you know what I mean? Maybe the fucking uh, big teeth Kevin Dunn it sounded cool, not to me, not to us. No, thank you. I don't need everybody getting hurt. I mean, NXT Takeover pretty much was a reinvention of the in your house concept. Yeah, because it was just. Takeover. That's it. Takeover. Add a funny name. Takeover. Add a funny name. That was what in your, in your house was. <clears throat> in your house, beware the dog. In your house, cold day in hell. Ex- be, uh, you started beautifully. Beware of the dog. Exactly. That's it. It doesn't. We don't need. It doesn't need a fucking gigantic tagline and this and this and this is the stipulations and just have a fucking goddamn show. Have a fucking show. All right, where are we up to on 2022? Uh, let's go. Let's go with one of the women's title matches in. An Extreme Rules match for the SmackDown women's title, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Now, Liv mm. is the only person in the entire world with two victories over Ronda Rousey. I don't know if it's going to be three. <laughs> God, it would be. It, it would be crazy if it's three. It would be crazy. Yeah. But you're going to have her on the fucking poster of this motherfucking thing and lose? Yeah, no. Sorry. Liv's had a good run now. Great run. Um, and I think people are more behind Ronda now than they've ever really been in WWE. Which except for like when she first, very first popped up and everybody was like instantly, automatically behind her. And then cool. she started having a run and it was like, eh. <laughs> she got playing really fast. She got real yeah. vanilla. I mean, I always liked her, but... You know, she stopped being impressed. Her her honeymoon period wore off, but exactly. now, now she seems to have won the fans over again. So I think Ronda has the fan support in this one. I think you're right. I think Ronda does have the fan support in this one. I think it's time too. I think Liv had like again, Liv had a really good run. 
You know, you beat Ronda twice. There's not a lot of people in that fucking company that's going to say, you know, you beat Ronda twice. But now you're getting a fully healthy Ronda uh, in an extreme rules match where she can, you know, use weapons and whatever she needs to do to beat you. And I think that this is just, this is it. This is the time. And it's okay. Because guess what? Now Liv is more built up. Because that's what you do. That's what you do with a fucking world championship. You put it on somebody, you build them as a person, and then when it's time to give it to the big star again, then you make a guy like a Ronnie Garvin. You make a guy like a, let's try, I'm trying to think of a, who was a quick transition champion that everybody uh, liked a lot? Like when, when fucking uh, Jeff Hardy got it for the, the first time when he only had it for a short time. Yeah. Like people had to have him have it win again. You know, well, Jeff Hardy deserves it. Jeff Hardy this, Jeff Hardy that. He's a perfect example. And it's that's what it now it's time to give it back to the big star. Okay, cool. You lost to John, Big John. Oh, Big John. Fucking Big John. Okay, well, guess what? Now it's Big Ron. Big Ronda, okay. Uh it's, Kane too. Uh, oh yeah, first, Kane. First world title was twenty four hours. There you go. And I don't think he won it again for well, a oh, world shit. title for almost shit. 10 years. He, that first reign was King of the Ring 98. Because yeah. he was bald Kane by then, right? Yeah, and I think it was ECW title. It was either ECW or the Big Gold. I want to... Big Gold. Probably Big Gold. Was it Big... Yeah. Yes. No. Maybe. Yes. Did he win the he, Big he Gold? He definitely won the Big Gold, but I'm not sure okay. if he won that before the ECW title. I think he did. I want to say he did. I want to say he did. But yeah, either way, it was like almost, maybe it was a decade, like since Kane won his first world title, lost it straight back to Stone Cold the next night, mm-hmm. and then won another world title. Yep. Now, I'm going to go Rousey too because of what I said, but if I was thinking Vince logic, which we don't really have to do anymore, but... no. Thank God. I would imagine maybe the possibility of Shayna turning heel and costing Ronda the match. I could totally see something like that. I mean, you, there is an idea of building a Shayna uh, and Ronda feud for damn sure. It's something I'm sure a lot of people have been wanting to see. But is Survivor Series enough? Should that be a Mania match? Well, well, like you said, we got Survivor Series coming up. That could mean more. It would make more sense for Shane and Ronda to be a team. It would make more sense for them to be a team. It would, and then you could probably you between now and April, or you know, yeah, between November and April, you can have something and start a thing, and there could be a total uh, WrestleMania match, which would make a lot of sense. You know what I mean? In a way, it's a long-term storybook, and they were, you know, once super best friends. Now they're sworn enemies. Blah 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 blah. I mean, I don't hate that idea. I don't hate that idea. I um, yeah. I don't mean, but but yeah. I think I I think I rather them team and then have issues rather than her just jump her. Yeah, so, and yeah. as far as Ronda's mania plans go, I I think the idea is to now finally pull the trigger on Ronda and Becky one on one. Oh well, there you go. I mean, you could always do that. So then, yeah, maybe Survivor Series is good enough. Maybe you can have Shayna interfere. <laughs> but I'm going to stick with Ronda on this one. Yeah, she seems like the safest bet. 
Um, all right. I quit match. Edge versus Finn Balor. Where is this show at? Uh, good old Donnybrook. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's in Philly. Excuse me. Um, I really don't think Edge is going to say I quit. But then again, I don't. I don't see either one of these guys saying I quit. Like that's no. the, that's the hard part right here. Logically, Edge would reach breaking point before Finn. Like, mm-hmm. how many times has Edge been written off with an injury in the last few months? True. Is this and his debut back though? It, it well, I mean, it's his first match back since his last injury. Oh, then there's no way this fucking guy can lose. But, but then I mean, again, I think his last match was SummerSlam, so it's only two months ago. What didn't he say he was going to be done when they went to Ontario? Next, next year in Canada, yeah. Oh, next year. Uh, I think SummerSlam's in Canada next year. Even though we're not supposed to know that. I think Edge uh, let the cat out of the bag. Oh, fucking asshole. <laughs> VK's like, you bastard. Papa H got to fix it now. Um, Just because he's fucking fresh back I, i'm gonna say edge takes it i just it's gonna be weird to see to say finn say he quits or whatever maybe this is where fucking dom gets involved yeah and like throws in the towel form or whatever and they're like you're fucking soft i don't know it's got to be something i was thinking the opposite like if if ray is in edge's corner and like right. it looks like dom is in trouble or something and ray throws in the towel for edge but, I can see, totally see it that way, too. Damn. Damn. Because in all reality, they're on a fucking roll to Judgment Day. They've gone yeah. to Tad Stale. They've gone to Tad Stale. But they're still on a roll. I think a lot of that's down to Rhea. Fucking ain't right. It's because of Rhea. They, uh, they definitely need a win. What is uh, if Ray's out there, then Finn wins. If Edge goes alone, Edge wins. So, but you know, fuck it. I'll change me to Finn. God damn, <laughs> fuck. That's uh, this is that. This is one of the hard ones. That's the problem. It's one of the hard ones. I'm I'm more inclined to go with the safe logic of Edge is going to reach breaking point before Finn does. Old man, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we've actually come down to the last match. I don't know if this will be the main event, but I wouldn't be surprised, and I'd actually like it to be the main event. Um, mm-hmm. Bianca Belair defending the Raw Women's Title against Bailey in a ladder match. Now, apparently, I read this morning, the ladder matches are going to be two feet shorter than normal. So WWE used twelve foot ladders. Um, these ones are going to be eight to ten feet for whatever reason. Okay, safety. Yeah, yeah. less fall damage. I mean, hey, proactive thinking. Um, and I'm smelling a title change. Me too. You're going to tell me Bailey's not going to win a ladder match? How many ladder matches has she already won? And I don't remember, yeah. remember, remember Bianca even being in one. No, that's not true. She was in Money in the Bank. Yeah. Um, Speaking of being on a roll, 
Yeah, I was going to just say the same <laughs> fucking thing. Is it speaking of being on a roll? God damn, they're on fire. <sighs> yeah, Bianca's, Bianca's super safe right now. She loses it. Oh, it's not the end of the world. Shit, I just but, realized. Alexa is going to be in Bianca's corner with Asuka. Alexa, yep. But we're supposed and, to be getting the White Rabbit reveal. Ooh, Fuck you. No, not that, Alexa. <laughs> right, wrong Alexa. Um, she's not sure about it, but we're supposed to be getting the White Rabbit reveal at Extreme Rules too. Oh Lord! So when and if it is we... Bray, and Alexa's out there, I... that, that could cost Bianca somehow. Mm, okay, hold on, because here's my gimmick with this. I think he's coming for carrying. I think it'll be for Cross. I as much as I like the Alexa thing, I do. I think if anything, we'll get a tease and we'll be like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Here he comes!" And then well, nothing happens. I don't think he's supposed to actually return until Survivor Series, but okay. it's gonna be confirmed who it is at Extreme Rules. Is what I read. Mm. Crap. I don't. I I like that. Um. I mean, either way, I think Bianca's losing. Yeah. Clean or otherwise. Right. I was going to say, either she's losing clean or she's losing because of Alexa or because of the damage control or what. But regardless, unfortunately, Bianca's losing. Um, But yeah, dude, I mean, that would be interesting as fuck. But then again, like, I've gotten used to her being the old school fucking Alexa again, you know, bubbly and blah, 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 blah ish. So, I mean, to just yeah. say fucking spin it on your head and change it might be a little much. But, but she's, then it, she's still but, carrying that doll around. I was just going to say, but then again, she still got the fucking doll. <sighs> Shit. This, damn, it's a difficult one. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't I, think I, we're going to. I would rather him go after Cross. But then again, I don't, it, again, I'm just, if he's coming back, I'm just happy he's back. Let's just leave it at that. I mean, you could do both, but I get the feeling we're going to find out towards the end of the show or at the end of the show, and this has better chance of main eventing than Drew and Cross does. Facts. So, there you go. That's all six matches. No doubt they may add another one tomorrow on SmackDown. They love to fuck with us that way before a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Bastards. Or a premium live event. But then again, we thought the same thing with Class of the Champion or Class of the Castle, and they didn't do anything. True. So I mean, let's 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 hope that's the Papa H theme. You know what I mean? Like you think, but we're not gonna. We don't need any more matches. You got six. Give that's them a decent amount of time. I'm telling you, the perfect time, the amount of time for pay per views, um, is three and a half hours. If you can make it less than that, you make us wanting more, which means we can't wait for the next one. Not fucking five hours, TK. Yeah, it's on fun there, but <laughs> don't get me wrong, bro. I'm all about fucking, you know, badass shows and this and that. But like, if I really wanted a five hour show, I'll stay. I'll wake up at two in the morning and watch a New Japan thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Or we just watch a Martin Scorsese movie. Hey, that fucking sounds <laughs> cool with me, man. I'm down to watch Gatsby. All right, um, back on the Dynamite side of things, then uh, we kicked off with MJF getting a win over Wheeler Yuta after their little mini feud. Excellent match. 
Excellent match, yes. Wheeler continues to prove himself. Um, fucking not just Wheeler, MJF. What a fucking return to the ring. Jesus Christ, kid. For somebody who very rarely wrestles and people don't necessarily consider him a good wrestler, he's just an amazing talker, he had a great match. He did. This was excellent. Um, And he got a This Is Awesome chance because mm-hmm. there's so many near falls. We were looking like we were getting an MJF face turn with the whole handshake deal. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, uh, Stokely Hathaway's people come out and he's yelling at Stokely Hathaway. What are you doing? And I mean, I look, I don't, I, I'm, I'm just saying with everything that's going on right now, you need a guy that everybody can get behind in a way. And I don't know anybody that would get a better reaction as a face than MJF. He's easy to get behind. But then again, I've also have this thought process that he is going to be the opposite of John Cena. The exact opposite of John Cena. As much as we want him, as much as we may want him to eventually go face, it's just never going to happen. But I don't think he, like, even as a heel, he still gets the great reactions. Mm hmm. Well, yeah, he gets the punk reaction, you know, the heel that you have to love. The Stone Cold um, reaction. Yeah, and after the match, like you said, the, the the firm attacked and MJF had the diamond ring, and it was just so cool seeing Regal just stand up. Oh, yeah. With... Dust himself off, pick out the brass knucks from his pocket, and just walk on down. I was like, I am not fucking with him. <laughs> just run away while you can. Yeah, MGF made the right decision. The crowd start chanting, you fucked up. And I love how Taz played it off going, yep, Regal did fuck up or mess up. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> but just, just that look on, he didn't even need to pull out the brass knocks. Just that look on Regal's face when he stood up like, oh shit. Yeah, like you pissed that guy off. You fucking pissed the wrong guy up. It was great. I mean, it was just an excellent way to end it. You know, if anybody's... They they made it te- that it was a definite tease that oh shit is Regal going to come back in the ring but I really doubt he will but it's just you know no nice I, thought I process. think that's the appeal of Regal he he doesn't need to wrestle be- you know he can still kick your ass exactly um it kind of felt like a throwaway match but Darby yeah. Allen got a win over Jay Lethal. Yeah, I think um, it was still good, very enjoyable, but yeah, it, you know, it, it it was just there. Yeah, and then after the match again, same with MGF. Jay Lethal kind of shows a little face shades, mm-hmm. um, seemingly showing respect to, to Darby and stopping his boys from getting involved. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Interesting look. It's like, are we getting a gigantic change? What's going on? Or you know what I mean? Like it's it's just it was. I don't know. Um, you already know I hate Sanjay Dutt, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm liking Jay Lethal as a heel, but I mean, if they got a plan, if they have a plan for him as a face, then I'm not going to say no. No, he, he's a good heel, and he doesn't need Sanjay and Satnam Singh at all. They're just dead weight. Yeah. that That is true. Now, the match that Disco wasn't very pleased with Wardlow and Brian Cage. I I honestly when I first heard about it, I wasn't really 
thrilled that they were facing each other because I thought neither one of them can afford to lose. Like, yeah, Wardlow's run as TNT champion has been kind of on the fence. Uh, to a degree, yeah. How long has Cage been out? Oh, God. Uh, I, if I could... All I know is he's been out for a while. And to my knowledge, I believe he was out with an injury. And, you know, the guy had just came back. I mean, he came back to the point where, like, his record looks so good. You're like, why is he not in the world title picture? Like, what's going on? Guy has, like, six <laughs> losses in AEW, and that's it. But, I mean, he gets hurt a lot. But, I mean, yeah, no, I'm. it's... I wasn't overly excited. I I was, but I was, you know. And I'm a big and I'm a Brian Cage guy. Another guy that I followed for a while, and I was excited to see him come back. But I already knew right off the bat he was going to lose. Mm, yeah. And he looked good. It you know none of this was bad, but it was just, you know, I I enjoyed it, but I mean, yeah. It is it is is Cage going to get a push now? Like I'm not more like a, oh well, there was no story. But I'm more of the after effect. What's going to happen now? How many more people is Wardlow going to go by with ease before he gets a real challenger? Is is Cage going to hang around? Is he going to get another shot at some other bill? Is he going to just be a dude there? Because it looks, I mean, that tag team that he's running with looks like they're getting a shot on Friday for uh, against FTR. They're obviously yeah. going to lose, but still. That that was another thing too, like how the the ease, like okay, it was a bit of a hoss fight, but the ending with the powerbomb symphony. I would have preferred Wardlow to just win with one powerbomb. Just scrape it. Factuals. Like Brian Cage doesn't need to fall victim to a symphony of powerbombs. Five? I mean, he's a, he's a hell of a sport for taking five powerbombs. Hell of a sport yeah. for taking five powerbombs. Um, again, we had the run-in from... A, there was a lot of faction run-ins um, on Dynamite last night. So like oh, yeah, the then we got Ward down. Joe. The yeah, embassy, we had Ward Joe. Joe. Uh, Joe and FTR both came down to big pops. Great to see. Yeah, it's good stuff. And then the six-woman tag also had all these groups coming together at the end. Um, I mean, the six-man, the six-woman six tag was what it was. It uh, was. I was expecting it to be a little bit better, but it was what it was. It worked it, out okay. It, again, it was just there, but the bigger yeah, story was after the match. It was, yeah. And the the whole idea of what's going on with Sheree and is she going against like, and Britt Baker, this and that, and all the questions. And I mean, the only upside, the only true upside I took about this is, is Willow got a, is Willow got a pin and a, a good, noticeable mm. pin on yeah. Dynamite, which is good. I like her. She should be used more. Honestly, everything she did was very noticeable on this week. She's noticeable. She's good. You know, it's just she doesn't have that look that you have to have. She has a super bubbly personality and, you know, looks the way she does and wrestles really good. But just she's just not getting that true attention. But then again, she's only been around for so long. And she's mm. she she went from Ring of Honor pay-per-views to, uh, you know, Dark and Elevation to now she's getting more Dynamite stuff. So it's like it, it, she's going up. She's yeah. going up. Um, and, you know, Soraya didn't do a whole lot. Like, she threw Britt after she punched her a couple of times, threw That's her at the it. ring, and then kicked Rebel. It doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think about the bigger picture, like, she hasn't gotten physical whatsoever in five years. Nope. So it, it was a big moment for her. It was. I mean, um, 
to look at some as I'm looking at some notes here uh, from looks like TK had a little uh, presser. He declined whether he uh, whether Soraya was going Soraya whatever the fuck I use Soraya Soraya <laughs> was going to wrestle or not. He declined to comment on it. So my guess is she's not cleared. And until they can get her cleared, they're not going to say shit. They're just going to tease you. Yeah. Us. And that was a great tease. It is. Don't get me wrong. I, I would love to see her back. I would. But if she's not ready, I don't want nobody getting hurt again. And this, again, like I said last week, this is or with the week she debuted. This is not the E. We're not going to, you know, oh, hey, you know, they're here to show out because that's the only way to get over it with this crowd, unfortunately. So yeah. downside is you can get hurt really quick here. Honestly, I kind of think, or maybe it's wishful thinking, that with Britt before this match um, doing that whole backstage segment saying, well, announcing, according to her, that Soraya was not cleared, kind of makes me think that she is cleared, but they're waiting for a trigger to pull. So like when she does like publicly announce that she's cleared, it's going to be a much bigger moment than what we saw last night. I could totally see that. That sounds like a TK thing. Next pay-per-view, what, November? They got time. They do got time. They, they got time to build it. No, actually, is it November? Yeah, November. I was thinking of Ring November of Honor. November 12th, they have... I think, full gear. Yeah, full gear. Um, And, you know, we've already talked about the whole Sammy thing, but mm-hmm. the only other thing, uh, the acclaimed segments, they are so fucking over. It's ridiculous how over they are. It's I mean, ridiculous again, how many scissors I saw in the crowd. Well, not only that, the shirts, they're, they're yeah. number one in merch sales. You got Billy Gunn over in 2022. That is the fir- that is the biggest thing I can keep talking about. You got Billy fucking Gunn over again in 2022 by being daddy ass. <laughs> that That's literally <laughs> it. It's crazy how Billy Gunn is over. As Anthony's straight best friend. Yes. This is <laughs> Normally hilarious. it's the other way around. Nope. You're about to say, I was like, well, you know, he, he had this thing one time with a man named Chuck, but we don't talk about that. Yeah. But he did make it very clear. Whoa, whoa Rico, we're not gay. Yeah, we're not gay. You're like, what? <laughs> what do you mean you guys aren't gay? <laughs> Lord have mercy. They also made the crowd cheer for the announcement of a Billy Gunn match. A Billy Gunn match and a revealing pair of scissors. Yes. The scissors that I'm sure cut all kinds of ribbon and such from City Hall, which is hilarious. It's, it's crazy then, how scissors is so over, too. Not only that, but then you hear your fucking Excalibur yelling on commentary, don't you, don't run with scissors. And then exactly oh, following behind, hey, hey, don't run with scissors. It's, it's crazy how big they become. But crazy, they, crazy. Yeah, they, they literally had that crowd in the palm of their hands for that whole segment. Um, and crazy as it is, I am actually looking forward to Swerve and Billy Gunn next week. I hate to admit it. Me too. I mean, I don't know how well Billy's going to do, but it is it is an attention grabber. And my eyes are on next week. I mean, he's always in insane shape. That's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> Have you? He's fucking ridiculous. Okay, you you can't. How the fuck are you like almost sixty and like that? I don't think Billy's ever been in bad shape. I'm really trying to think. There, I'm really trying to think. No, 
Never no. seen him in bad shape. Even when he was in TNA fooling around with the beautiful people's cute kip and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He was still in great shape. Maybe not as good as shape, but still good shape. Yeah. Basically, he has no right to be in as good a shape as he's in. Factual statements. <laughs> Factual. Um. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Cut and dry for Dynamite this week. Um. There was a lot of matches that had bigger stories after the match. There was a lot of run-ins. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, it just goes to show that the factions that we have in AEW, really. Yeah, there's a bunch there's of a lot them. of them. Which is okay. I mean, it's like a New Japan kind of feel. Yeah. So, and now for the A to B of Retro Rewind. SMR Podcast Network. You should be listening. That's right. Retro Rewind, hot, heavy here in the in the nonsensory. It is so like interesting. Like, so here's how my recording, not recording process. Here's how my note taking process has been right now. It's like half homework, half watching the show, half taking notes. So when I'm not, when I miss something, I go back and I redo. So it's been taking me a little while to get stuff going. So as of right now for the Monday Night Raw, um, I we are on December the second. We are we finally finished up the uh, the World War Three pay per view for WCW. This was just good old fashioned bad Raw. This was just bad. Um, Diesel versus Phineas Godwin, uh, Flash Funk versus the Goon, and I'm just like, what in the world is going on? Flash Funk is here. Uh, it's it, Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Billy Gunn teaming up. Hey, what do you know? Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's that's just that was a bad episode. WCW, truth be told, wasn't much better. I mean, it was the fallout from the pay per view. Um, let's see, we did get a face of the fear versus, um, uh, I forget who I think it was Scotty Riggs and somebody else. And it was just, it was like this was just one of those, like, hey, hey, we had a pay per view, bam, slow weeks of retro. So, um, nothing of highlight, unfortunately, but do check the new dropping. You know, December the 2nd is going to be dropping on Monday. It's going to be a show. It's going to be, I'm, I'm just pre warning you now, it's going to be a show. Make sure you're checking out the, um, the pay-per-views, though, those were going to be more, way more fun than this recording was going to be. But uh, let's let's get you know what what I was going to do, what I almost didn't do is I got to give you the retro geek of the week, and the retro geek of the week has to be it has to be, and I, the men the men named Glenn are just getting <laughs> it today. They're going to get it today. <laughs> And Glenn Jacobs, my man, a.k.a., are you ready for this one? Diesel, with the air quotes, is this week's Geek of the Week. Strictly because, like, he, fucking Jesus Christ, he does not look the part. He can go. He, he You know, he's, he's, he's in great shape, but he's fake Diesel. And he's in there fumbling with, with Henry, with, with Phineas Godwin, which, truth be told, I don't understand. They do all four and a half moves and call it a game. So goddamn you, Glenn Jacobs, and your fucking mayor of wherever the fuck you're at, you, sir, are the Retro Geek of the Week. Owen Hart had the best commentary call ever for the Godwins. It was, get that smelly goat out of the ring. He smells worse than the hillbillies. Oh, I remember that vividly. (laughs) Vividly, I remember that line. I think it was, was it Royal Rumble? 
Um, was it the Royal Rumble? Was it the Royal? It was the Royal Rumble. 98, I think, there was a tag match. No, sooner. I want to say that was like 96. Oh, so maybe it was... This was like... Buried Alive. There you go, that sounds more better, Buried Alive. Yeah, 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 because that was when they were... Yeah, they brought a a goat into the ring, there was a slot bucket. Yeah, it was the whole shabiggity-bang. That's back when he was still rocking the cask. Oh, man. The 90s. Right? The 90s. So let's find out who the modern day Geek of the Week is. And it may still be a Glenn. We'll find out. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Day Geek of the Week is not a Glenn, unfortunately. I thought I thought I could throw a third one on there. There was no Glens of that geekery for this day and age. <laughs> um, however, there is a Samuel, and unfortunately, I'm going to point the blame at him. I'm saw I'm I'm sure Andrade was the biggest dude here, was the biggest blah 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 blah. But this week's Geek of the Week is none other than fucking the leader of the Panda Fam, goddamn Sammy Guevara, because you need to stop it on Twitter. You need to stop instigating shit because you feel of whatever it is you feel. Knock it off. If this fucking lunatic wants to get fired, let him get fired. Don't go throwing your name into it. Don't be coming. Don't be this fucking problem that is not going to be dealt with because... You're Jericho's boy. Because that's how I'm seeing it from the outside perspective. Now, granted, maybe call that the buck bias, if you will, the omega bias. But right now, you're just Jericho's bit. You're just Jericho's right hand man. And that's the only reason you didn't get suspended. Or and that's the only reason. And that's the biggest reason why you should get suspended. So, Samuel, you, sir, the geek of the week, and fucking somebody take his phone away. Somebody take his phone. I think Geeky of the Week would have lost a little credibility if it wasn't Sammy this week, no matter like like we say, we we discussed both sides, but I mean again, I'm not I can't be that guy to say that it's okay for one guy to be hot headed and the other guy not to be. I understand Andrade wants to leave, but that doesn't mean you need to go poking the bear with a stick on Twitter to then turn into an altercation at the fucking arena. Like that's what that's what this is about. If you're not poking the bear, you're not a geek. But you're poking bears. Yeah. And that screams geek. Um, and now for the bestler of the week. Um, I think this is only one fair choice for best of the week this week. It um, was somebody you probably normally wouldn't expect. But we talked about this person standing out in their match this week um, and really making a name for themselves. So best of the week this week goes to Willow Nightingale. Willow Nightingale. Good for you, girl. Good job. Uh, let's 
see what you do on Rampage. Can't wait to see what I you mean, do I'm, on Rampage. I'm sure Jade's going to win, but still. Hey, you, but you know what I mean? Nobody's fought her three times. I mean, I'm just saying, it, there's, there's, there's good stories out there. Yeah. Who knows? Um, there's one thing we forgot to talk about on Dynamite, which is Roosh and Hangman. Oh, Roosh and Hangman. Good stuff. Roosh has a thing for Aubrey. We can already see it. He was flirting. <laughs> I've seen the whole thing. That he did not give a damn. He said, watch, watch what I do to him, Aubrey. I'm going to do something to you. Uh, it was good. It was good. I liked it. Um, super solid. Like I said, fucking Roosh is out here killing it. I'm glad he's here. He ain't bitching about his position. So thank God for that. Yeah. Quality but again, stuff, though. again, good match. But again, a big story came after the match with Mox. Absolutely. Mox comes out as it uh, looks like Hangman was going to get jumped. And he calls him. What was the whole thing? He's, you know, hey, he's like, hey, if we got it, you know, if you really want to have this fight right now, you can, we could do it. And he's, you're a sweet kid. You know, but yeah, I'm going to kick your ass or whatever the fuck. But it's it's great story building. I I hate to say that it makes me feel like it's I feel like Mox could drop it already like that. After that promo, I feel like he can maybe maybe Hangman's not on that level for everybody else like he is me. But I could totally see a transition next week. Uh, was it next week or in two weeks or whatever? I could totally see him winning it and then MJF beating Hangman rather than beat Mox. But then again, it is a bigger story if he were to beat Mox. Yeah, Mox very much feels like the gatekeeper right now. Big time. And that promo was very much the measuring stick kind of promo. And then even when Mox went to leave the ring and Hangman called him back and then Mox was just like, I like to think that there's a bigger context to his watch your mouth. I watch your mouth. <laughs> hey, stop stop talking shit like the rest of the like the rest of the locker room. That was great. Mox does not give a fuck. No. All right. Well, thank you for spending your Thursday with us. Here's the socials again. You can find us on the evil Twitter machine at Max Ross in UK, at the Captain512, and at SMRPodnet. Check out the website, maxrossing.net, and don't forget to hit the sub or the follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the socials. That's right. And now, listen up, you pencil neck geeks. This is what Moses has for you this week. That's right. You guys already heard December the 2nd, 1996, both Raw and, and Nitro, almost called it SmackDown. Ours is what's going down for the Retro Rees. Um, Bolt Rant right now is going to, is, is unfortunately taking a, another hiatus. It's just, it's, you know, school's pain in the butt, but I don't want to stop doing retros. So make sure you're checking out as many of them as you can. The pay-per-view should be out. And then this December, the second episode should be dropping on the Mondays. And then we're just going right on down the line. Um, voting for wrestler of the week has been suspended as well. That's going to just be a me thing for the time being, but for the few people I've ever been asked about it, I apologize again. Things are difficult when you want to spread it out through the masses. So, you know, one thing at a time and the schedule shall get better. Don't oh, we know? Don't it. forget TikTok. You know what I mean? Max Wrestling UK on the TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Where don't we know it all about the schedules? Um, there is a new ish episode of Throne Zone out. Um, I think we've only missed like two weeks this season. Um, hopefully we get to finish off this season with an episode every week, but if not, then we'll do a double lap again at some point. 
But a uh, new episode is currently out. Again, it's on the same channel as Max Wrestling. Go check it out right now. It's exclusive to YouTube and the audio platforms, whereas Max Wrestling you get on Facebook. Yeah, you do. And with that said, join us next week for, I guess, reactions to Extreme Rules. Hopefully it's as extreme as we it looks. Right. <laughs> Uh, and we got another stacked week lined up from AEW, so hopefully we can avoid some drama next week. Mm-hmm. Yes, we will. It's going to be good. It's good stuff. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. And good night. Rest in peace to the great one and only Antonio Inoki. Absolutely. <laughs>